Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Running Sprint. We are joined once again by the Triners. Welcome back, guys. And uh, the format for this one is going to be a bit, you know, kind of quick fire, get your views on the uh, world of orienteering in a more lighthearted way. And we spoke a bit in the main interview that we did on the last episode about uh, SYO's progression in the junior ranks, you know, you wanting to win the big competitions like Effect Baker Trophy for the Juniors Compass Sport Cup. Um, what I would like to know is um, how many junior interregional competitions are uh, as, as Yorkshire going to win over the next few years, and how are you going to beat the Scots? <laughs> <laughs> so, so the only way, well, we, the only way we can do that is by encouraging our other Yorkshire clubs to get a development program going and get the, you know, get the uh, juniors there. So. You know, it's natural. Different clubs do different. You know, have different peaks and troughs in terms of junior, junior development. Um, but at the moment, the the, the YHA squad's massively SYO dominated, which isn't particularly healthy for for anybody. But um, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, at the minute it would be SYO versus the Scots, which might be a bit challenging. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. There's 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 rumour that uh, the. Scotland team might split into two different regions, potentially, oh, really? and then we'll pan them every year. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Are they going to go north and south? Uh, east and west. Oh, okay, interesting. Mm. So, right. so they 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 now have an east uh, squad and a and a west squad squad up in Scotland and a north um, squad as well. I think. Oh, do they? Yeah, yeah, I know they have yeah. some regional squads. Yeah. Anyway, but even for like junior interregionals, they're going to go. Um, no, well. To- that's that's what we think should happen. Whether that is going to happen, <laughs> I think it's I think it's a thing people have been asking for for years and years and years when they keep thrashing everybody. Yeah. Well, I mean, they, they run as a they run as a country for the JHI, so really they should split for jerks, should they? <laughs> so. Then we might be able to beat them. Or to be fair, actually, we, the rest of us just normally need to pull our fingers out and get better Again. junior development because you know if you look at the size of um, the SOA. It's no bigger than any of our regions. Um, obviously, it's bigger than Wales, but, you know, it's about 2,000, 2,500 members, and that's, that's pretty much the size of the rest of the regions. So they're doing stuff well, and, and the rest of us aren't doing it so well. I think in general, there's a lot that England orienteering can learn from Scotland orienteering. Mm. Um, yeah. You know, all the stuff that, that they've managed to do, um, not just in their junior and squads kind of things like that. So, yeah. 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 Definitely. Would you say that was your biggest kind of pet peeve or most frustrating thing you find with orienteering as well that was the question i had down uh what lack is that lack of development in other regions um not lack of development in regions just i don't want to be critical of other clubs. <laughs> oh come on no, <laughs> i can I, 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 you know i i know that there are really committed individuals everywhere try it, doing a fantastic job and it, it it's just having a bit more of a coordinated approach i think um mm. I, I i don't think what we've done is particularly special it's just having the time and resource devoted to it to do it so it is possible everywhere and you can see great like examples of of other regions and clubs doing things like that we just need more focus on it yeah, I mean, I, I, I'll be, I suppose I could be slightly more critical um, in terms of, you know, <laughs> just because I can. Uh, <laughs> but, the, you know, if a, an, an SYO are totally 
guilty of this, you know, 10 years ago or so, you know, we were a club that just put on events. And if you looked at, you know, why, why are you a member of that club? The only thing that you actually did was put on events. And so being a member of the club basically meant that you were just setting yourself up to be a volunteer. Orienteering is more than just putting on events. Um, and an orienteering club is more about than just putting on events. You need to look at what your club's doing to bring people into the sport um, because our members are slowly getting older and we need to bring new blood in. Um, that's just the way it is. You know, otherwise the sport will just continue to get smaller and smaller. And on this whole, this whole journey from 2012 through to now, what's the best piece of advice that you've been given along the way? <laughs> or none, or none. What's the best piece of advice you've got for someone else? Uh, what advice have I been given? Oh my God. Um, no, I, okay. Um, not to let people who are of doom and gloom put you off, you know, the pessimists and the, the sort of, oh, that won't work type, yeah. you know, <laughs> not to let them get you. You know, people say you just, you can't please all the people all the time and trying to remember that, you know, and, and there are so many positive people. And, you know, sometimes when I've taken, been oversensitive or taken things to heart that people have said, I've just got to remember that that's not the majority uh, view, you know, and, and people say, oh, you know, don't let it get to you. You're doing a great job. And, and that's the thing you've got to remember. <laughs> no. Uh, and then just thinking about the uh, the kids and getting them to go through the technology, obviously you said that um, all the parents go, oh, moved on so far. Um, <laughs> all the uh, technology developments recently have been related to the contactless punching. What, uh, what do you guys prefer to use for, for that? Is it EMIT or, or is it SI? Oh, SI all the way. Well, well, look, <laughs> oh. Yeah, don't touch EMIT. But, um, <laughs> so so my, other, my other hat is I do the SI for um, SYO. And so... Um, I, I try and avoid contactless punching as much as possible, but, uh, but that's because I'm getting old. You know? Yeah, he's getting old, so we ignore him. And uh, this year, we all of our events have been contactless punching. Okay, why do you try and avoid it? Because he's old and grumpy. He's old and grumpy. <laughs> it's just extra hassle, extra, extra things to go wrong. He thinks, he thinks that it wears his batteries down quicker on his controls and he doesn't like replacing them. <laughs> Well, I think we heard uh, when we did uh, Nathan Lawson's interview on our uh, last minute episode that he uh, blamed the death of an SI box on a mispunching uh, relay. Yeah, so the maybe relay. there's something in that. Yeah, I looked at his card and there doesn't seem to be any real evidence for it. But yeah, I think it was me. There you go, myth busting as well. Um, I, I mean, I think one of the things that is a problem with the technology is that we do seem to have a bit of a ridiculous attitude where despite having visual evidence of people punching a control will rely on that what the technology yeah. says rather than accept a visual um uh, yeah. confirmation that somebody punched um and and saying that the technology is right when it's quite clear that it has been a failure. And I, and, and I think that is a mistake, that that's so, um, dr you know, no rigidly enforced. Yeah. Every mm. IT system has bugs in it, you know, it's just the way it is. And uh, yeah. And if you've got evidence that you've punched, then reinstate them. 
You need to rewrite yeah. the rewrite the rules then. Yeah, for all, our, for all our you know senior event advisors or the controllers who are what they do is they go straight back to the rule book and they go no this this can't yeah. be done and you know the rules need to change then. So on my on that basis, Nathan would have been reinstated. You see. Uh, well i i do completely agree with that actually yeah it's it's like Um, we're a sport where you have to navigate around the course visiting the features you know visiting the control points you've visited the control point the control is merely there to record that you've been there if someone else has seen you be there that's that's fine in my book you know we don't we shouldn't be ruled by technology technology should enable us to do our sport yeah and in fact we've probably slightly regressed from when we did pin punching. Yeah. <laughs> Which is mental when you think about it. Yeah. <laughs> I, guess you, I guess you guys never had to learn how to do one-handed pin punching, did you? No. So you oh, you, I, oh, God, I was never that advanced. Get, get through and get the, yeah. How do you do one-handed pin punching? Not easily. Oh, like, you can kind of, like, you have to grab, you know, rush your hand in, grab it, like, yeah. 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 I've pin punched no. my finger before, but I don't suppose <laughs> that counts. <laughs> That's you doing it wrong. <laughs> well, yeah, definitely. And the uh, the drawing of the maps as well when you're at the start. Maybe yeah, we should have that. That was quite entertaining. Yeah, under the tarpaulins when it was chucking down with rain and your <laughs> pen wasn't working. Um, I'm just I'm just trying to think of one final one to finish on. Maybe do, maybe let's do a. If you could orienteer anywhere in the world, where would you like to oh, go? Yeah. Mm. I love summer orienteering. I love going to multi-day events around Europe. I love the OO Cup. I love the fact that... Mm. Well, in fact, we went to the OO Cup this year, and it was yeah. great. Yeah. And then we ran home. <laughs> <laughs> Escaped out of the country. Um, that was in France, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 Those areas are great. But I, I haven't orienteered anywhere outside Europe, so I'd like to try and do a bit of orienteering outside Europe, um, because I haven't done that before. Do some world masters once the kids have left home. Do some of those, we haven't done any of those. They always seem to fall in term time, so, yeah. Yeah, that's what my mum is full on doing now. (laughs) Like, she's (laughs) there for for the world masters. (laughs) Gonna go to some great places. Perhaps I'll basically just plan uh, a year of orienteering nice multi-day events in warm climates next year might be the year you know go to australia south africa california's got an o meeting in summer as well yeah I, I, well i've still got school-age kids so i'll have to wait a bit mm, yeah. <laughs> after that though i'll be there <laughs> uh, they can homeschool from distance overseas yeah. <laughs> No, you don't want to take the kids to the orienteering with you. You want to go by yourself. That's the thing, right? We don't. Oh, well, so yeah. so the kids need to be able to deal with being wherever they are by themselves. That is the point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, we'll leave it there. Best of luck for finding the time to go on those holidays and, um, and for the expansion of the, uh, yeah, the Saturday series next year. And hopefully it's all back and up and running regularly again. Okay. Thank you. Thanks, guys.